Well, everyone, I'm Rob Goodwin of YourBostonSports.com, along with my partner, John Korn, live at Fenway. And today the Sox take on the Blue Jays in the rubber game of a three-game set. And a great day for a game today, and Porcello's going. What do you think? Game number 79, I believe. We're almost halfway there. Amazing. It's going to be a great game for, uh, for a great day for a game. It's about 80 degrees out, but it's cool out. And, uh, I mean, it's there's a cool breeze here, and it's uh, uh, dry, so it's... Uh, Nice day. Nice day for a game. Yeah, I think this is the first game that I can remember in a while where I'm not watching a weather forecast for rain or snow or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, great sidelines from Pavilion Box 11 up here, that's for sure. I've never sat up here before, and there's no netting to protect us. So if any balls come our way, will you protect me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll, 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 I'll scream bloody murder and tell you to duck. <laughs> so, so we have Porcello going today, and uh, it seems there are some issues that are kind of an uphill climb for the Red Sox. Primarily the bullpen, the uh, starting rotation with Evaldi still being out. And what do you think they're going to do at the uh, tra at, uh, the trade deadline or at the All-Star break? Are they going to make some decisions? Well, hopefully, if the well, if the bullpen isn't is still a little unstable, which that seems to be the biggest weakness. They're leading the league in blown saves. They got 15 blown saves this year. Um, that's not good. That's so, that's telling. Yeah. So if uh, if if the bullpen doesn't shape up better, I, I I would think they'd have to go after some some more bullpen help. Um, if Vivaldi comes back strong, they got a great starting rotation, and I got—I I don't see any weakness at all in their offense. Do you? No, I don't. You know, they—they're mixing in Holt and um, and they're mixing in Nudez because uh, they don't have a first baseman right now with with Pierce and Moreland both being out. Chavis moving to first base, and he's been a nice surprise as well. Uh, bullpen. Uh, there's been a couple of impressive ones. That uh, Workman is one. What impresses you about Workman? His curveball. A lot of, a lot of, especially a, a, especially a bullpen pitcher. They'll, they'll work, they'll work off their fastball, won't they? That'll be their main pitch. This guy's such a great curveball. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about hitting, but I, I, I would, I, I would think a curveball is harder to hit than a fastball. But his, his curveball is harder to hit than his fastball. It's amazing. And especially if you can locate the curveball, you know, at any count, that, 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 that is very impressive. Yeah. So he's, he's been outstanding. And, you know, Marcus Walden's been been impressive, too, after um, you met him at Red Sox Winter Weekend. That was quite uh, a move you made. Yeah, I don't know why they don't, I don't know why they have so many blown saves, because Walden's doing good, Workman's doing good, Barnes, up until yesterday, was doing good. Um, I guess, I guess they need a, I guess they need a solid closer, like they had in, uh, the, they had in um, uh, Kimbrell. But I think it's a question of, uh, especially after the All-Star break, they got to pick a closer and go with him and see what happens. And Hembry might be that guy. He's on the DL right now, but I think Hembry has probably been throwing the best since um, since I can remember. I, I always thought he was just okay. But you really he, see Hembry as a consistent closer I only for the, the year? I only see him as a, as a possible closer because... He's throwing hard. He's locating, locating well. He's doing that much more than he's done that at any time during his Red Sox tenure. You like that word, tenure? Yeah, but I think I think uh, Barnes is more capable of. of uh, I mean, he, 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 I don't know. He's got. He's got. He's been. He's been doing it for years. Hembry, Hembry's just having a good first half of the season. I, I think. I, I don't see him as a closer. Do you? Well, but see, if you if it's Barnes and you got to take Barnes out of that seventh eighth inning role. And he's only ninth inning, and then, well, I guess it'll be good as far as cutting down it, cutting down on his appearances because he's he's made a lot of appearances. I mean, the most inconsistent position in any sport 
is a bullpen pitcher. You have no idea. They could be lights out, and then they could they could be they get lit up a, a week later. Right, right. That's why a guy so, like Kimbrel or a guy a guy like Mariano Rivera was so rare, because they were on all the time. That's true. That's yeah. true. And with that one pitch that Rivera had, you know. But yeah. But yeah, and you know, like you you point out before that uh, they may certainly you know, make a move or two at the deadline. And, and I think Evaldi is going to be key to whether or not that's going to be a starter or not. And I'm hoping it's not another Doug Fister. Yeah, I'm hoping he comes back strong. I really, uh, I love watching, I love watching that guy pitch, Evaldi. Yeah. Isn't he, it's fun to watch him pitch. Fun to watch. And he has and, that bulldog, uh, as they call it, uh, uh, mentality on the yeah. mound. Hey, I'm going to try to switch our, um, our view here. And we'll just do a view right. Bart. All right, this is a view from uh, Pavilion Box 11 at Fenway. Nice one, huh? Beautiful. Beautiful day for a game. So they're eight games out uh, in third place. Two and a half behind Tampa Bay. You like how we did that math? Absolutely. You are you are something else. And this is game number 79. Three days from now, the season will be half over. So they'll probably get a pace to win 88 games, but they could get hot. They oh, could get absolutely. hot. I mean, look, they're, they're above 500 right now. Six games above 500. So um, you know you had a, you had a six-game winning streak, yep. and you know you, you you just gained probably three games in the standings. Yankees but are hot right now. They could cool off. I mean, anything could happen. They, they are hot. They are hot. And they added Incarnacion as well. Is that a, is that a big deal? Adding Incarnacion. No, no. They they got plenty of offense, and they're, they're going to be in it. But eh, maybe the Red Sox will be the wild card this year. Who knows? But uh, I, I don't see Tampa Bay overtaking Boston or New York. I, I really don't. Do you? No, I don't. But if they're a wild card, I certainly want to see a wild card game at home, not 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 away, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. But um, I I think I think who's ever hot in October wins. Period. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. And I can't. I, I can't. I keep reminding people they were a 500 team the year they broke the curse, 2004. They were a 500 team all year until until the trade deadline. Then they went on fire. After that, remember that's true. August, September, and they had, and they, I, I remember a big, uh, a big makeup game in Philadelphia that year. That I think Trot Nixon hit a home run. That they had to kind of go there for one game. That was a big one. That was a big one. You never know who the, you don't even know who the best teams are till, till July, in baseball. Well, July is almost here. I mean, if you think about how massive the season is, I mean, just to put it in perspective, you got hockey and, and ba hockey and basketball, 81 games. Okay. The best team in Major League Baseball will lose 60. I mean, just look Absolutely. at the numbers are just incredible. So losing one or two games, the way people panic sometimes, it's, just, it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a um, sprint, as they say, some, some say. That, that's a good point. And the thing is, though, eight games out, if you lose two games in standings, now it's ten. I'd rather them win a couple games and have it be six. Ten games kind of makes me nervous, although it's still early. Yeah. There's 10 games. If they were 11 games out, what would you think then? Um, I mean, concerning? Oh, yeah. You're concerned now, but but teams have been seven, eight games out on Labor Day and won. It's happened over and over again. That's true. Nope. That's a good point. So we're going to pan over a little bit to right field. Uh, again, you know, 86-degree high today. Sunny. This is the view from Pavilion Box 11. I think, we, I think they moved the sicko sign again. Now, had they moved it before? I didn't know that. Yeah, they moved it a whole bunch of times. It used to be way over there, behind the uh, the first uh, uh, light tower. 
when, I was, a, when we, I was a kid. Was that when Babe? Was that when Babe Ruth hit a home run and hit the hotel Buck, Buckmeister? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hit a five thousand foot home run here one day. That's impressive. Somebody hit the Prudential Center one time, I think. I was just thinking about the uh, the home run that Jim Rice hit out of Fenway Park in center field, which was not straight away center field. It was left center near the American flag, wondering how far that one went, because that was like only, only the fifth time anyone ever hit it out there. Not really sure. How, what was the trajectory out of the, of the bat and the, the, the viscosity of the air that day? Well, we don't know what the exit velocity was because nobody knew what that was back then. Indeed. So who knows? But I always wonder how far that home run was. I don't know. I've come to the conclusions no no one's ever hit more than 500 foot home run because you got you got a wound up ball right now. I mean, look at these. Have you seen these statistics up on the scoreboard here? There's about 10 guys in the in the Major League Baseball on pace to hit 45 to 50 home runs this year. That's ridiculous. So the ball's wound up. It's flying off the bat, and nobody's hitting nobody's hitting 500 foot home runs. So. I have trouble believing it was happening 50 years ago right, or 40 right. years ago. Well, and you know, they, and not only their balls wound up, but they're swinging for the fences, unlike ever before. Yeah. yeah. Is, what, what is it? Trying to beat the? They're trying to beat the shift. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Instead of hitting into the shift, they uh, they try to they try to muscle a ball out of the park. Right. Right. I mean, what what should be done with the shift? Anything? Was that, what what no, should be done with the shift? No, I, I, I am totally against people trying to tell a manager how to manage a team. If he wants to put nine guys in between first and second base, he should be able to do that. Okay? That's, that's, uh, that, that's yeah, they're talking about, you know, making a rule to prevent the sh uh, a shift of certain, uh, you know, you got you to have a certain amount of players, you know, inside the diamond and whatever. No, you, you, can't, you can't tell a, a coaching staff how to coach. Because it's really part of strategy. Yeah. But you know, it is changing the game in terms of how the how the um, batters approach it too. I mean, you know, Ortiz was just trying to beat it, hitting it hard. You got the players, you got the coaching staff, and you got the umpires. No one should ha have any influence on the outcome of the game. That's why this stupid thing we're reviewing the plays. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, the umpires are awful. But get better umpires. Stop reviewing the plays and get better umpire. The guy's out, he's out. If he's safe, he's safe. Right, and, and if a play was, was judged a certain way by an umpire without being, you know, without having super slow-mo at, you know, one frame per millisecond, yeah. well, you know what? He didn't get it wrong. That's what that's what the human eye could see and yeah. deal with it. Remember that ridiculous play at the end? It was the, at the end of the division series at the Yankees. Uh, it, was, it was a close play at first base, right? The Yankee runner was out. Red Sox won the division. They're celebrating. Oh, got to stop. We got to stop and review the play now. It's, it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous new rule they put in. I hate it. Well, and there are a lot of new rules they put in. You, you can't. You, the neighborhood play is out now. You can't bowl. Yep. You, you, you can't bowl, bowl the catcher over anymore unless unless the ball is coming. He, he, well, what is it? The catcher cannot block the plate unless the ball's on its way. There's a lot of rules that are put in place. I heard Carl Yastrzemski say one time, he thinks about baseball in his sleep. Okay. The only time he doesn't think about it is when he's actually playing. Well, these guys got to think now. The guy's got to be rounded third going, oh, wait a minute. I can't, you know, the guy's got to be thinking about the rules as, he, as, he's, as he's trying to head into the uh, a bang-bang play at home plate. And then, after that, they got to stand around and watch the umpires review it because we don't know if he's out or safe. Right. It's ridiculous. Or, or if the catcher blocked the plate improperly at the wrong yeah. time or not. The they can't get that right either. 
the most exciting play in a game is not a home run or a strikeout. It's that bang-bang play at home plate. The guy's running third, and nobody knows if he's going to be out or safe. That's over. We're right. going to watch a video and see, see what it was. Exactly, exactly. I don't like it. I don't like it. They'll, they'll, they'll figure out some other ways to ruin the game, too. You know? And, the, and I love the way they talk about speeding the game up. That's, that's going to speed the game up. I'm standing around for 10 minutes watching a bunch of umpires with the monophones on their head. Well, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I'd, I'd rather be home 10 minutes earlier than see, uh, you know, see a little more drama, right? Dispense with the drama that's going on with it. 10 minutes means so much to me. But you're right. How much can they really? How much can they really? Um, how, how much can they really speed it up if, if, they, if all they do is stand around with headphones on? There's only one thing that can speed the game up: the pitcher. The pitcher taking less time in between pitches. That's the only thing that's going to Oh, and they've done that with it. They've done that. That's it. Hey, can I say hello to two people? Hello, Steve. Hello, Lawrence. Glad you're with us on a beautiful day at Fenway. We hope we're not boring you, but it's a great day today. It's, uh, you know, going to be 86 or so, and uh, we're really enjoying it. So we're not far from the first pitch. Final thoughts? Anybody's, do you think anybody really cares how we feel about ourselves right now? How we're really enjoying this? Of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> so, um, one more. Let's switch here. So, your uh, final thoughts on Porcello? He's been uh, he's been doing good. I mean, I he's a pitcher. How many how many times in the last couple of years has he gotten knocked around in the first or second inning, and then redefined himself right in the middle of a game? Yeah, that, and, that and happened. Done, well, that's a good pitcher. That happened one game uh, two years ago here. He had a very tough first and second inning. He ended up pitching six, which is yeah. today a quality start, right? Yeah. One of the things about the uh, modern uh, fan and, and, uh, and commentator, they don't understand the game. You'll hear something like, yeah, well, he, Porcello did okay, but he, you know, he, he had a bad third inning. Well, he redefined himself in the middle of the game. That's what a great pitcher does. Right. Okay? He had a bad, he, he didn't have his stuff. And he, in the middle of the game, he figured it out. He didn't take a month to figure it himself out. He did it. He did it. In, he did it on the on the diamond, and that that's that's the that's the mark of a great athlete. Well, and, not, and nothing better than seeing a pitcher redefine himself in the middle of a game and then mow him down the rest of the way. Exactly. We saw Pedro do that one time. Remember? He was getting he was getting beat up in a couple in the first and second inning. He pitched a gem. They won like five to four or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean that 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 to me is a quality start. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and that doesn't show up on, on, the, on the stat sheet no. at all. No. Like gritting it out and then, you know, finishing strong. Too many stats and too many people scrutinizing the game that don't, don't know what they're talking about. Except us. Listen, listen to guys like Jerry Remy in the booth. Those, those are the guys that know what they're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Not these other morons like us. <laughs> so we're going to switch again. And... Uh, That'll do it here from Fenway uh, for our pregame show. Porcello going today. I guess we're about 31 minutes from first pitch. Hope everyone, uh, everyone watching is having a great day and enjoys the game. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a good day, everybody.